When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. May 22nd, 2023, that's when we started this journey. Spartan Pride Podcast, Fans First Sports Network. On the 22nd of May, we started previewing Michigan State football, talking about this show. And now we are here to wrap up the season on the 26th of November. What a wild ride it has been between then and now. (laughs) Nowhere in the universe did we see the possibility of Michigan State losing 42 to nothing to Penn State to wrap up the season, finishing four and eight, two and seven in conference play. Nowhere on the earth did we think Jonathan Smith would be hired at Michigan State to be the head coach about uh, 16 hours later. That was not in the cards. What a long and strange trip it has been from May when we laid out with you looking back at 2013 with Mark D'Antonio revisiting the catch with Bobby Williams and a season preview with Mel Tucker talking about what was expected to be a significant bounce back season for Spartan football. Instead got blown up and then went splat. And it finishes the splat, the bottoming out, if you will, 42 to nothing, loss to Penn State on Black Friday night. We will wrap that game up quickly and then talk about, of course, the big story of the day on this uh, season finale edition of the Spartan Bride podcast. Before this one started, we knew it was going to be difficult for Michigan State. I didn't really have an idea how difficult it would be. That is in part because James Franklin does not like and has not liked Mark D'Antonio and all the damage that he did. And pretty much as long as he's the head coach at Penn State, he's going to run it up on Michigan State whenever he gets a chance. You can count on that. And that's exactly what Penn State did. 42 to nothing in a real serious domination that we haven't seen in a long time in this final land grant trophy game. Total yards. 586 to 53. I don't know what we can say about the offense for Michigan State. Everybody has been fired, understandably, at this point. There's possibility that somebody may come back, but everybody's been fired, and you can understand why. It's just not working. didn't work. Michigan State could not compete at the point of attack, and they got destroyed. Sacks count against rushing, thus 90, I'm sorry, thus minus 35 rushing <laughs> on 27 attempts. Negative 1.3 yards a rush. So you want to hand the ball off? Well, you might as well start walking backwards, at least statistically. Again, because sack yards in college, they count against the total of rush yards, which is why when I used to write, I would write specifically you know, positive rush yards. Uh, we have a uh, serious, serious uh, problem at Michigan State. New coach John Smith is going to have to figure out a way to compete at the point of attack. And as soon as he can, Michigan State will compete with the better in the Big Ten. 
Until then, it's going to be a real hard just to make a bowl probably for the next couple of years. It's very possible. We've seen Michigan State bounce back so fast, so many times. But man, that's going to be really, really difficult. Defensively, I don't know what you can say. They hung in there as long as they could. They had no help. Penn State destroyed them. Just absolute destruction. Seven yards of carry, 10 yards of pass, 42 to nothing. There's really nothing that you can say. Um, it's hard to know who will be back for Michigan State. You feel for the kids that probably tried their best. I don't didn't see a lot of signs of people mailing it in. You know, we didn't really see that in 2006. What we used to see is as soon as Michigan State was out of contention for the Big Ten t- championship, out the window, um, a lot of the effort and organization and discipline would go. And when Bobby Williams, the bottom fell out there, th- there were a lot of, of, of kids that had mailed it in and quit. Um, you could see that. Uh, could not really see that here from this team, which makes you feel bad for how many guys got just drilled so many times this year and their final game was really, really forgettable. Special teams, there's no highlight when you lose 42 to nothing. Jonathan Kim did not get a chance to kick a field goal, but of course we saw plenty of Michigan State punts and a fantastic day really for Ryan Eckley. Um, Punting the ball nine times, punting it pretty far. Eckley is just a freshman. He is one that you would like to see continue to punt for Michigan State for a very long time because... They're going to need it. There's no shortcut out of needing a punter. This team is going to need a punter. They got a good one. He's got plenty of experience. So we'll look for him to hopefully stay with Michigan State. And absolutely, the special teams here is going to start all the way from scratch. 42-0 Penn State over Michigan State. We're wrapping it up on our season finale edition of the Spartan Pride podcast. I think the biggest intangible in the game is the one I laid out before and just now. James Franklin doesn't like Michigan State for a lot of reasons and wants to run it up any time. I think one of the biggest reasons is Franklin knows the closer he is to Michigan State, the worse shape he's in at Penn State. Um, No matter what, whether Michigan State's at the top of the Big Ten competing for championships as they last did a couple years ago, or whether they are in the middle or the bottom, he doesn't want to be near them. So... The attitude there is really one that is the current state of the sport. I think it's the one Mel Tucker would have had if he had done well. I expect it's the one that Jonathan Smith's going to have at Michigan State, too. If you have a chance to beat Penn State by a lot, you're going to take it. The old Lloyd Carr, Nick Saban era is long gone. So is Jim Trestle. Nobody's going to simply um, pull up when they're up by 21. Again, one of the, the only real signs of the Badger bomb that crushed Mark D'Antonio's heyday and ended it was Michigan State getting way up on Notre Dame and then and then trying to take the air out of the ball and nearly losing. That was, I believe, the week before. That's when Michigan State was ranked second in the country. That was the week before the Badger Bomb hit. And really, you could say things haven't been the same at Michigan State football since because they have not. Just look at a record book and do some basic math. One-on-ones were really bad for Michigan State. Penn State dominated more physically than we could have seen. The best evidence was at the point of attack. Michigan State's inability to block anybody. 
the biggest difference between Michigan State football now and, say, uh, 2018, 2019 was then you still had a Michigan State defense that was at the top end, kind of like Iowa is right now, and you had no offense to, to move the ball. Uh, now you've got it going bad both ways. So Jonathan Smith will start with a absolutely, completely clean slate, and I would not be surprised if half the roster is turned over. Coaching-wise, there's really not much to say. I think that Penn State does benefit from having Manny Diaz coach their defense. It's impressive. It's gone better than I would have expected. Uh, Penn State is was not good enough to compete with Michigan or Ohio State. No way. They, they didn't. They're not that good. Um, it's really hard to, to, to know, though. You know, I have... A, it's very likely that the Michigan games are going to be forfeited for 23, not vacated, forfeited. Um, but Penn State, they're just a couple spots short of being able to beat Michigan and Ohio State. They're not far. I actually think they're probably on a better track than they've been. As you may know, because you just saw this game, Drew Aller, the Penn State quarterback, is a sophomore. He's got some better play ahead, without a doubt. Overall, this is a bottom for Michigan State. There's no sign-stealing scandal to hide behind here. They got beat 42 to nothing at home in Detroit. 4-8. and eight for the season. Now, Jonathan C. Smith arrives. How about that? <laughs> we'll talk about what he's walking into as we wrap this one up. Season finale edition of the Spartan Pride podcast. What is Jonathan Smith getting himself into? That is the question. And how does a school go from John L. Smith to Jonathan Smith in... 16 years or so? That's a good question. When do the comparisons begin? They begin right now. They, comparisons have already begun. If you hire a guy named Jonathan C. Smith after you've had a guy named John L. Smith, there's going to be a natural comparison. Spartan fans, without a doubt, hoping that if you take John L. Smith's record at Michigan State and you flip it upside down, could that be Jonathan Smith's record? Whoa. That would not be so bad, would it? <laughs> that would be unreal. John L. Smith, 22 and 26 at Michigan State. It, it, that's not that bad. 12 and 20 in the Big Ten. That's not good. Um, who knows what will happen from here? It's been a long time since anybody's had a coach with nearly the same name, but if any place is going to do it, Michigan State makes sense, given the old Jim Boylan, Jim Boylan situation. So we've been down this road before at Michigan State, Spartan country. Spartan Nation knows that they can handle this. They understand who is who and who is not. What is Jonathan Smith going to bring with him? I hope he brings an NFL quarterback. That would be a nice start. Um, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't. It's a stretch, folks. It's a stretch to think Jonathan Smith is going to come in and you've found like a diamond in the rough and that he's going to want to stay at Michigan State if he does well and not go back west. I, I don't know. This is a really difficult one to, to know. 
Um, Jonathan Smith was a player thrown to Chad Johnson and TJ Husmazada near the turn of the century when some of us were in school. Some of us in school in Michigan State, like me. He's got a good pedigree as far as working under Chris Peterson, but I don't know, have no idea what to expect here. And I would, I would say this, Michigan State is not going to suffer from any kind of high expectations. That's, that's not going to be the problem. My concern is that they are going to really, um, this is a really humbling moment for Michigan State. They're, by all appearances, interview with Urban Meyer early on, which is good for everybody. Conversations with Meyer, but when it comes time to Lane Kiffin or, for God's sake, Pat Shermer, why were these guys not named head coach at Michigan State? That's a question for Michigan State administration. Now, first picks don't always, actually second or third picks don't always work out. Sometimes it's the fourth or fifth guy. Just look at Jim Trestle at Ohio State. That worked really well. I have no idea if that's going to happen with Jonathan Smith. It's a little honestly too soon to tell. Smith does not have that long a coaching record. He has a record of 34 and 35, which by my math is 69 football games. That is a ton less, for example, than Pat Narduzzi or Matt Campbell. Now, is that necessarily a bad thing? No. It's just more of a wild card. And when you're looking at a situation where you've just completely fallen on your face because the best coach in school history didn't know how to exit and the guy you picked after got caught up with some kind of unbelievable distractions and issues off the field and didn't produce on the field, you start to think we need something a little more solid and with a history behind it. Um, you know, for example, Pat Narduzzi has 114 games uh, coached. That's a whole lot more. That's almost double. That's a story for somebody else to write because I don't have the answers and or I can't share the answers um with what I believe has gone on here. But Jonathan Smith is coming in with no expectations and an extremely, extremely long road ahead. He's got a very difficult time and he's got to go fast. If he can bring in an NFL quarterback or some NFL skilled players, it's going to get real helpful real, real fast. I am not going to tell you as we wrap this up that Jonathan Smith is a bad hire at Michigan State because I have no idea. I have no idea if it's going to work out or not. I can tell you he's got a long road. I can tell you there are low, low expectations. And I can tell you it's probably going to take at least one or two good seasons for Spartan Nation to um, get over the humbling situation that has happened this year during the Mel Tucker era and the fact that they've gone out to get a coach from Oregon State who had nowhere else to go because his conference went kaput. 
if this was a Lane Kiffin hire, Pat Shermer, Pat Narduzzi, or for some, you know, God's green earth, Urban Meyer. But if it were Lane Kiffin, the excitement would be extraordinarily different. And the momentum off the field and outside of the building would be remarkably different. That matters because you're fans and you love to follow it and you want to see good football and you want to win, you want to beat your buddies, etc. What matters most for Jonathan Smith is, is building really from the inside out. When you look at Michigan State football under Mel Tucker, it looks like there was some shiny stuff outside and really nothing inside. There's no foundation. Again, just look at the performance at the point of attack yesterday or Friday. Jonathan Smith has a lot of work to do. We wish him all the best. I hope he gets all the support he needs. I have no idea how this is going to work. I just know that this is an extraordinarily humbling experience for Michigan State football. they got a long road to go, and it will literally start today as Jonathan Smith is already on the clock to try to get a roster together, a coaching staff together, And obviously there's some folks like hopefully Max Bulla who will be part of that staff that are not even available yet. A long and strange trip it has been since May. I thank you for checking out the Spartan Pride podcast on the Fans First Sports Network. Please take a look around. There's so many teams, features, and shows on the Fans First Sports Network. You're going to find something you like. Until we speak again, Jonathan Shop, Spartan Pride podcast, Fans First Sports Network, thanks very much. Have a happy holiday season.